welcome to the March Exchange Chat. I'm Yusra Iftikhar, your 2019-2020 APTA Student Assembly Director of Communications. If you haven't been part of a hashtag exchange essay chat before, or even if you have, remember you can interact here on Facebook Live and post your questions in the comments down below, and or there's a Twitter conversation happening right now, and you can follow with the hashtag, hashtag exchange essay for that. We want to know who's joining us on the chat tonight, so be sure to shout out your name, year, and school down in the comments, and whether you're a DPT student, PTA student, Fresh PT, or anybody else. I am so excited because tonight we get to talk with somebody that I've been dying to interview, Dr. Kendra Lucas. Before I let Kendra introduce herself further, I have just two quick announcements for y'all. Registration for Federal Advocacy Forum is still open, and we'll be talking a lot more about that in this chat, so stay tuned. And the APTA Pulse blog is a great way to stay up to date on what PT and PTA students are doing and thinking around the country. We're always looking for contributors to the Pulse blog, and for more information or to submit a piece, email pulse at apta.org. All righty, let's go ahead and get right into this chat because I know I have a lot of questions advocacy related um, and Kendra is just the absolute expert on this. So I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Kendra, would you like to introduce yourself further? Yes. So I am just so excited to be here tonight and just share my passion and my heart for PT advocacy. And I guess I will just start out with my story a little bit um, because my path is a little bit unique. And kind of that's what got me involved and so engaged in this awesome profession. So I have been a proud APTA member for seven years. And advocacy has been a huge part of that for the last five. So I've kind of gone through um, quite a bit and kind of learned the ropes. And um, it's been quite a unique path. So I'm happy to share that tonight. So I graduated uh, physical therapy school in 2016 from the University of Dayton in Ohio. Go Flyers! Woo woo! <laughs> they are crushing it in basketball right now. So um, it's, I'm proud to be a Flyer tonight for sure. <laughs> so uh, I currently work as an aquatic physical therapist in a hospital-based outpatient orthopedic setting. And I was first introduced to the concept of PT advocacy at National Student Conclave. And I was walking around the exhibit hall and came across the PT Pack booth. And I had never heard of PT Pack before, so I was curious to learn more. And Brad Thuringer, the coolest PTA you'll ever meet in his awesome glasses and in this red jacket, um, was chatting with me about um, advocacy and what they were working on and how I could get more involved. And, you know, and that was the spark that lit the flame for me, honestly. And that next year I attended my very first PT advocacy day on Capitol Hill. And that was the most energizing feeling. I remember standing there with a hashtag PT transforms sign. And I was surrounded by a thousand like-minded individuals from across the country And we all had one mission, and that was professional advocacy. And as I met with members of Congress or their staff to talk about the future of physical therapy, um, I saw firsthand what effect I could have on moving our profession forward. And to be honest, like that day was the very first time I truly understood the importance of intentionally being an advocate for our growing profession. So in my last year of PT school, I had this crazy cool opportunity to do an internship at the APTA headquarters, which I am super pumped to see what the new headquarters will look like next year. Um, Just going behind the scenes and seeing how all these moving parts work gave me such a great perspective Um, I got to, while I was there, I got to attend um, congressional events, fundraisers, Capitol Hill meetings with lobbyists. Of course, I got to take the private tour and tour the Capitol. And um, probably one of my favorite moments uh, was attending my congressman, Michael Turner's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) And he's also a fellow flyer. Uh-huh. And from Ohio and such a highlight. And, you know, the 
main project um, that I worked on while I was there was a little thing called the Physical Therapy Licensure Compact, which was at ground zero. I mean, it was just starting out and it's been super cool to watch it grow over the last few years. Now, I believe 19 states are part of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited because Ohio just introduced legislation to become a compact state. Oh, very cool. And um, oh, for for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, as far as the compact, basically the compact makes it a lot easier uh, to practice in other states that aren't your home state. So practice of physical therapy occurs in the state where the patient is located at the time of the encounter. So whatever state your patient is in, that's where you have to have a license to practice. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of barriers, of course, associated with fees, um, access, and the compact really simplifies and speeds up that process, um, which is fantastic for travel PTs and military and um, really gives us great access to telehealth services as well. Yes. But getting back on track, after my internship, uh, I served as the uh, PT PAC student liaison, which shout out to Lindsay Dolan, who is, I hope you're watching. Shout out to you because you're doing awesome job in that role and super proud of you to watch you grow. She's a rock star, so watch out. <laughs> and um and then, of course, two years after graduation, I was elected to serve on the PT PAC Board of Trustees. And I am very proud and honored to be the youngest PT PAC trustee in history. So, very, yay! <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, yes. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Ask away. Um, and I really love that you brought up kind of the connection between um, well, the, the licensure compact, which is, that must be so cool to, to kind of see yeah. how that's grown, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of from the ground up and you brought up like telehealth services and like needing to be licensed where your patient's at. And we just did an exchange chat on telehealth and telemedicine. Perfect. Um, so I think, yeah, absolutely. So like how those things kind of, um, these things, these issues don't ex- exist in silos, right? right. And how they all overlap and kind of influence each other. So I love that sort of connection there. Um, okay, so I want to ask you about the PT PAC. Yes. Uh, if you could tell us a little bit about, like, what does PT PAC stand for? Yep. What does it mean to be a trustee? You brought up the red jacket. What is the red jacket? And why do we see people in red jackets at various places <laughs> and at the house? Um, just tell us a little bit more about that and give us some more background on the PAC. Okay, so... The Physical Therapy Political Action Committee, or PT-PAC, we are at the front lines of advocacy. So it is the only fundraising organization that provides access to and influence of legislators at the federal level. So, um, and really, uh, we champion, we, um, we provide access to and influence of legislators to champion PT legislative interests at the federal level. So, um, State PACs are different than federal PACs. I think that's an important difference to make Mm -hmm. um, because the state PACs focus more on state-specific issues like direct access, like the legislator, uh, the compact. Um, And federal PACs work on issues that impact the profession as a whole. So PT PAC is a federal PAC. And none of your APTA membership dues go to PT PAC. That Mm -hmm. is illegal. And we rely on donations from members to do what we do. And there's also a difference. Um, So let's see. Basically, we need to, we use those funds to get that face-to-face time so we can share the importance of physical therapy and healthcare and how our work makes a positive difference. So honestly, if legislators don't know what we do, they don't know how to help us. So every day bills come across the desk of legislators who are not PTs or PTAs, but who um, that will impact our practice, our patients and our profession. So having this access builds relationships um, and, and those relationships matter. Mm -hmm. And so 
part of my role as a trustee. So I get to rock the red jacket, which Mm -hmm. I love. And um, it, you know, to be honest with you, it is um, asking people for money. So I recruit and retain donors, Mm -hmm. which apparently I have no problem doing. (laughs) Um, Funny story, as as class president, I oversaw um, class activities and helped organize fundraisers. And our class did a a golf outing fundraiser. Uh And so naturally, you know, I sent a Facebook message to APTA president, Sharon Dunn. And of course, I invited her to attend our golf outing all the way in Ohio. And she had a conflict, bummer, Mm -hmm. uh, with I think it was like the state policy forum in Denver. Mm -hmm. Um, But and she couldn't make it. But Mm -hmm. I asked her, I was like, would you be interested in sponsoring a hole? And, and you know what? She did. Oh my God. She said, sure, sign me up. And so Sharon Dunn sponsored a hole at my <laughs> class's golf outing. And that, you know, just something that comes so naturally to me is being able to talk to anybody. Yeah. And no matter if you are a senator, a practice owner, or the president of the APTA, mm-hmm. um, people are people. And it's all about building relationships. Yeah. And as a trustee, I get to build relationships with people all across the country. I get to be the face of PT PAC at conferences mm-hmm. um, where you will see me rocking that red jacket at the PT PAC booth. And, you know, I'm responsible for staying up to date on the latest things happening legislatively, um, things that will impact our profession. And, you know, I also get to mentor future advocates, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. I like that. Um, I, I love being a trustee. It is so much fun. I get to work alongside what the people that I call the greats, you know, mm-hmm. they are past APTA presidents, they're book authors and practice owners, and they treat me like an equal. They yeah. listen to my crazy ideas. They inspire and support me. I am just truly grateful to be a young leader and pave the way for future leaders because um, we are the future and our voices matter. Absolutely. And I love that you, you talked about not only your time as a student, but also now as kind of like one of the younger clinicians involved in these efforts. Because I think that, you know, it's easy for us to fall into the mindset of, well, I'm just a student or, well, I'm just a new grad and I have a lot of other things that like my money needs to go to right now. Right. Um, or that my effort or my time needs to go to right now. I know that I personally am a third year in my last rotation. Like I need to apply for jobs soon. Like I need to figure out when I'm taking the boards and um, you know, all those things that feel very urgent um, and sort of like need my immediate attention. But federal advocacy forum is coming up this month. And that also you could say is immediate and urgent. And so I love that you feel like at home as a younger clinician in this space and that you don't feel like, oh, I'll do that later in my career. Like, I'll, I'll wait till I get to where they're at and then I'll start contributing. Because I think that you set a very positive example for us in that it's never too early to get involved. I mean, talking to Sharon Dunn and asking her <laughs> to sponsor a whole as a student is something that I think I would have been very afraid <laughs> to do. Um, so definitely kudos to you. I'm very, very proud of you for that. Um, so you said that it comes very naturally to you to, to talk to people and to build those relationships. Um, and I think that that's a really great way to put it is that you're just building relationships, which is something that, you know, we as students, we do all the time mm-hmm. um, that with our classmates, our professors, our patients, whomever, but can you tell me a little bit more about what various involvement opportunities look like for students? So how do we yeah. get involved? Can we donate to the pack? You know, can we, um, get involved with talking to the legislators and how, how does, how does that go? And what does that look like? So there are a lot of ways to get involved and you can be the 60 second advocate um, with the APT action app, um, or you can go to Capitol Hill and talk with them yourself. And so I think there's a wide variety of opportunities to get involved in advocacy Um, Social media is awesome. You can follow legislators. You can tag them when you participate in advocacy events or activities. And um, some things to follow is, of course, hashtag PT advocacy and hashtag PT PAC. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
So that's a great way, of course, um, the APT Action app, you can send pre-populated emails directly to your legislators. And it takes about a minute. Um, if you don't have it right now, download it because um, it is a great resource. It also has um, the talking points on the latest bills that we're working on. So okay. you can pull them up and get a quick summary of if you're like, oh, what is that? I heard about this, but I want to know more. You mm -hmm. can go directly to that app and um, it'll give you some great talking points on on what to look for and um, that kind of thing. So, um, of course, you can attend a national advocacy dinner mm -hmm. and um, that is basically you can do any you can order pizza and um, have a panel of advocates um, and and you can you know do some like Q and A sections and invite a legislator to mm -hmm. that event um, that kind of thing and really start to build more of that community for PT advocacy mm -hmm. um, because we all play a role and right. so that's another great way to just come together and learn what's going on and um, kind of get a pulse on what's happening and how you can help. Yeah. Um, you can participate in flash action strategies, which um, there is going to be another one coming up, I think, in the fall. So September, be on the lookout for that. Okay. Um, the flash action strategy is basically a two-day push on whatever we are focusing on. So um, this year, it may be on PT PAC. Um, mm -hmm. Last year, we were on more of like the loan repayment and the National Service Corps. So there's whatever is the latest hot topic, um, we can focus on that and take action immediately in that two-day push. Yeah. And so that's really exciting. Um, you can meet with legislators. Um, so you can actually invite legislators to come to your school yeah. or to your clinical site and view yeah. the clinic, which is really awesome because then they get to see you in your environment and what you're learning. And, mm -hmm. oh, it is a doctoral level degree. <laughs> like, wow, that's awesome. Um, or just different things because PT is so vast. It, there's so many different areas that we are in. And just for yeah. a legislator to really understand what we do so they can help us even better is a great way to, um, to get more involved. Um, of course, Federal Advocacy Forum is so awesome. Uh, like I said, you will be so energized. You don't really need, <laughs> you don't really even have to prepare. You just have to show up and have an open mind and be ready to learn and rock and roll. And because they want to hear from you, you're their constituent. They want to hear what you have to say. And it's really awesome, you know, just to have the opportunity. I've been to four um, federal advocacy forums, mostly oh. when I was, a, you know, two of them when I was a student. And I, you know, you talk with legislators, you talk with their staff and um, tell them your stories. They want to hear from you. Yeah. So it's, it's really, there's so many opportunities. Of course, like the student advocacy challenge mm -hmm. is out there. So you can have more opportunities for that to, um, for your school to be recognized um, as being involved in PT advocacy. So um, yeah, I think that covers all the different ways. And I can share um, a resource too, like the one pager that we normally have at like conferences we can kind of put that out on social media too. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Okay. Um, so yeah, so lots of different different yeah. ways to get involved kind of depending on your interest. Um, so I love that that's kind of like the how to get involved. But now say that I push back and say, Kendra, <laughs> I have to show you my to-do list. Like, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> right? And so what if I say, that's great for everybody else who wants to get involved in advocacy. They have all the different avenues available to them that they can want, but it's not for me. Oh, yeah. I've actually heard that before. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just like the the perception that, oh, advocacy is not for me, you know, you know, we'll let somebody else take care of that kind of thing. But everyone's an advocate. Yes, even you, to those who are questioning. And, and, you know, just think about it. You know, how important is physical therapy to you? How important is access to care? or loan repayment, or fighting the opioid epidemic. Mm -hmm. You know, on your clinicals, you may have noticed some barriers that we're having. So direct access, right. high co-pays, 
all that paperwork that we have to do <laughs> reimbursement, you know, patients, you know, driving an hour to come see you. These are all opportunities to improve and to have better access and really eliminate those roadblocks. And advocacy is about using your voice to speak up for that patient in front of you um, and for yourself as a professional. Right. And um, we have an awesome PT community. And part of that word community is unity. And there is power in numbers. Numbers matter. Mm-hmm. And if we come together, we can use our collective voices um, to make an impact so we, that we can practice at the top of our license into the full extent of our education. We can give our patients a voice. We can give them the care that they deserve. And so, yes, you are an advocate and your voice matters. And it's up to you how you use it. Okay. You convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So I want to make sure that we get plenty of time to talk about this. So I want to go ahead and jump into Federal Advocacy Forum because it is coming up later this month. Um, And so can you tell us a little bit about what is Federal Advocacy Forum? Where is it? Who gets involved? Um, And then also, if you can, talk to me a little bit about, I know that like when I was um, a person second year, I was really afraid to go to FAF. Um, I unfortunately have never gotten to go just because of scheduling, but um, not knowing how to talk to legislators and not knowing, like knowing what I want to advocate for and knowing why these issues are important to me, but then being afraid of almost communicating them in a way that would then be a it. <laughs> and that was my <laughs> fear was that I was going to almost do harm. Um, so can you talk a little bit about FAF in general and then um, help quell some of the anxieties that some people might be feeling about, I've never done this before and now this is on a federal level. Yes. So if you're on the edge of thinking if you should go or not go, go, because it is so, it is such an incredible experience and you will be hooked. And Mm -hmm. the first day is really all about training. So you can know nothing about any of the bills that, you know, are going to be talked about or how to talk to a legislator. You don't really have to know anything. You just have to bring yourself Because like I said, you're an advocate already. So you already got that going for you. And you just show up. The first day is training. So you're going to be with the experts. Um, You're in great hands. I mean, just looking at the lineup, it is awesome good. Um, (laughs) So you are in great hands to really learn the ropes of what the issues are, how to Mm -hmm. talk with a legislator. And ultimately, they want to hear stories. So what you're bringing to the table is stories about um, what you're experiencing, um, even in your clinicals or um, your own personal thing with all your loans that you have. Um, You can share that that weight with your legislator in front of you. They want to hear from you. Even as a student, you, even as a student, seriously, you have a voice and um, please use it. (laughs) So... um, that's the first day. The second day you will go on to the Hill. So this is in Washington, DC and it is such um, a powerful building. Um, Of course, because those, that's where all these decisions are made Mm -hmm. um, that directly affect us. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of feel that, I don't know, at least I do. I just like get so energized and then you have an agenda and you'll be um, grouped into States So um, my Ohio team will go and we'll divide and conquer kind of thing. So sometimes these meetings overlap and you can't all go to the same meeting. So you can kind of separate out and go to um, talk with the legislators and staffers about these issues um, Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Thank them if they've sponsored and backed um, backed us in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, thank them for their support um, because those are our champions. Um, and so we definitely need to, um, thank them for their support and hopefully they'll support us again in future efforts. Um, and then there's the debrief afterwards. So after you have this most energizing day ever of going in the halls of Congress and telling them what you do, what, why you love physical therapy and why, um, things should change a little bit to make it better. Um, and then, you just can go um, write your thank you notes 
at the end, um, do any kind of debrief as far as, you know, does this congressman need to um, have a follow-up or kind of things like that where APTA um, staff can follow up with them if needed after we have our, um, <laughs> after we kind of take over Capitol Hill. <laughs> so, and, and like I said, there's power in numbers. So if they see right. a couple thousand of us traipsing around right. with our Choose PT and PT transforms, you know, that really does make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And, I, and, and that's great. And so I think that that's such an important message is that no matter what, you're not going to be alone. And you will have a giant community around you. And then you'll have yeah. your, your smaller community um, relatively within your state um, and talking to your state legislators. And so, and, you know, I interviewed um, my good friend, Aaron, um, who is the Advocacy Project Committee Chair at CSM. And we talked about that, too, that you can be kind of on the front lines and be that person who's like speaking up if that's who you want to be. And mm -hmm. if you, you want to go and learn and just listen and right. kind of all in and experience it there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because like you said there's power in numbers and yes just being there and being a presence that's going to be felt um and that's that's important so no pressure <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly right you can you don't have to speak up in those meetings if you don't feel comfortable you can just watch sit back see how the process works right. but you know feel free to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit and speak up yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great learning experience and opportunity um, outside the books for sure. So just go right. beyond the books, beyond your clinic and really um, advocating for change. So it's very exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what can students expect this year at FAF? What are some of the issues that are going to be discussed? Oh, awesome. So the one, of course, that comes to mind is the National Health Service Corps uh, <laughs> for the loan repayment program. So this would add PTs um, to the list of providers to be able to serve for two years um, in rural areas in exchange for $50,000 uh, for your loans. So mm -hmm. right now there's not a rehab component in this program, um, which serves 11.4 million individuals across the country. So this is a huge opportunity to ensure that um, they have access to non-pharmacological options mm -hmm. uh, for prevention, management, treatment of pain, and um, even chronic conditions such as diabetes or stroke, um, obesity, um, to really improve their overall mm -hmm. quality of life. So that's a big one um, that, I again, I think that students can really speak to because we're living it. I mean, I have a house yeah. and loans as I'm sure all of you can relate. Right. Um, so this would be a great opportunity to get our name added to the list. Right. Um, another one is the paperwork. So that the prior authorization, <laughs> administrative burden, that, to be honest, is the, my least favorite part of the job is the paperwork. Mm -hmm. But especially mm -hmm. when patients are having to wait to start physical therapy and when this, this is medically necessary care, and they have to wait before they get pre author uh, before they get authorization authorization to start PT, mm -hmm. you know. So really, that bill would eliminate that administrative uh, those administrative barriers that inhibit access to Medicare beneficiaries. You know, bottom line is, you know, let's cut the delay, the paperwork, and just have more time for patient care. It makes right. sense. Um, so we are also um, working very hard to stop the proposed 8% Medicare cuts um, mm -hmm. scheduled to take effect next year. Um, hashtag fight the cut. You'll, <laughs> you'll hear that a lot. Um, and then something hot off the press. Um, mm -hmm. I was just talking with um, Laura Keevil um, right. from APTA. Um, and she does the grassroots and everything and stays up to date as well. But she filled me in that hot off the press, there's this brand new bill called um, Promoting uh, Physical Activity for Americans Act. Okay. And so it would require the Department of Health and Human Services um, to provide ev evidence-based physical activity recommendations mm -hmm. for the general public every 10 years. Okay. So right now, less than 5% of adults participate in 30 minutes of physical activity each day. Yeah. And more than 80% of adolescents do not meet the guidelines for youth. Yeah. So 
basically what this would also do is set um, a standard for the federal government. So Mm -hmm. when they are making recommendations to say, build a park, Mm -hmm. um, they have this guideline in place for physical activity that they can um, refer to. Right. Right. So yes, very exciting things happening. Yes. And so there's there's always so many things happening and those that, that's just a snapshot, honestly, of what really is happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you, um, for me, that I kind of just thought about. So um, I want to know a little bit about, inevitably, when somebody throws their passion towards something, right, there's going to be setbacks or there's going to be obstacles to overcome or there's always going to be, like, the next thing to kind of work towards. Um, and especially, I, I'm assuming, in advocacy efforts because there are constant policy changes and proposals and things like that that may not always work in our favor. So can you tell me, um, you know, so what keeps you going and sort of what keeps you like excited and this passionate and motivated from having started as a student and now, and like clearly no plans of stop anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit more about that. Just, um, I think that could serve as really good inspiration for us. Like if we start to think, well, what's the point? you know, or um, even like in our studies and things like that, if we start to encounter those setbacks, like how do we keep going? Yeah. I mean, in Washington, D.C., if if you're um, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Mm. So what that means is someone else is going to step in and kind of make those changes. Right. And so I don't know about you, but I do not want um, any other healthcare profession, um, like chiropractors, MDs, or really any other profession dictating the way I practice. So it comes from me wanting to protect our turf, to be Mm -hmm. honest. And I really believe strongly that it is um, my professional responsibility to advocate um, for my patients and for this awesome profession. Um, So yeah, I think it comes from that um, that heart for just protecting it. And, um, and really it is about building relationships and this is a marathon, not a sprint. Right. Um, you know, yes, we just repealed the Medicare therapy cap once and for all. And that is awesome. Mm -hmm. That also took 20 years people. So, I mean, things do not happen overnight. It is really about being persistent, Um, being consistent and really um, using our collective voice um, to make a difference and an impact. And so we must stay on the front lines or else someone else is going to come and take that away from us. And I'm just not going to let that happen under my watch. So that's (laughs) what keeps me going. Um, And yeah, I think, I I hope that um, inspires you guys too, um, because we are the future. um, And and, and really, it's going to be up to us to secure a voice and a future for our profession. Yeah, I love it. I almost wish I'd asked you that at the end because that was like the most <laughs> well-stated closing statement. But we still got some time. All right, so going back now to FAF, um, Jake has a question. So he okay. asks, Kendra, how can I, as a student, build relationships with my lawmakers? Yes, so... Um, great question. So I think it just goes back to reaching out to their office. Like you can actually call your legislator's office, um, and talk with the legislator, the legislative aide, or, um, and kind of let them know you, you Mm -hmm. can send those emails and they have to respond to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, like what I'm doing is, um, going to these fundraisers events, um, to support um, people who are supporting us. Mm-hmm. Um, so tomorrow I'm actually going to a fundraiser event for my friend, um, Naraj Antani mm-hmm. um, in Ohio. He's a state representative and um, he's actually running for state Senate. Okay. Um, and so tomorrow I'm going to get all dressed up and go support him at an event um, because I know that he's going to support us. And so it's really about, again, building relationships mm-hmm. and they're people, they're just people just like us. And so, um, I think that is a great way is just to, um, just reach out and put, 
put PT on the map. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, great. Um, before I start to kind of shift away from FAF um, and, and being in DC, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about there that we didn't get to? Oh, gosh. I guess circling back, because I'm sure this will, will come up, like the, mm-hmm. the, um, the, I, I glazed over the 8% cut. Yeah, let's talk about but, it. So, so basically, um, the 8% cut, we, um, in September, we sent out this form letter to kind of get members to sign on. Um, and I want to say that it is really because of like the generosity of our members um, and those relationships that we built with those dollars um, mm-hmm. that we were able to basically um, have this this um, representative, Bill Johnson, who kind of formulated this letter for us because he immediately took action when this happened. Um, and it wasn't just us, by the way, it was a whole, whole other um, list of providers who also got cuts um, oh. or the potential for cuts. And yeah. so he had our back immediately and took action and he put together this bipartisan letter for us mm-hmm. um, that was urging CMS like, hey, uh, rethink those cuts because um, PT is awesome. And yes. why are you doing that? So, um, and then that prompted us as key contacts. So I'm a key contact. And so I kind of serve as like a liaison to those legislators, right? So I contacted the office and um, and so did others like all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. And in 48 hours, we were able to get um, 55 uh, members of Congress to sign on to that letter um, and say, uh, hey, what you doing, CMS? Like, uh, I don't think so. Right. And, and so, In those words, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and um, 40 of those 55 were a direct result of PT PAC. Okay. And I think that is pretty impressive that yeah. that's, that's because of those relationships that we build. And that's where that money goes mm-hmm. um, to kind of... Um, support that. So, and then now we have 99 members total, um, that, and so really relationships matter, Yeah, you know, so fight the cut. Yeah. (laughs) I fight the cut. (laughs) All righty. So what if I can't make it to DC? Is there still a way that I can be involved in the efforts in DC? How do I stay up to date on happening there um like will there be a summary sent out of what happens because you mentioned the debrief that happens physically there um after FAS so how did the the rest of us kind of stay engaged and involved yeah so during that time it's going to be really important to um use your APT action app to contact your members of congress because they're hearing it of course from those people who go and represent us as a profession but mm-hmm. if you can't make it to D.C., but you still want to help, go ahead and send some more letters to your legislators. Because yeah. like I said, numbers matter. So if they're getting thousands of letters on, you know, this loan repayment or the 8% cut, um, they might pay more attention to that. Right. Because they've got a lot of things going on. And if we can put that on their radar, um, they will know kind of how to vote when the time comes because they'll be more educated. So I would say get that APTA action app out and do your part um, while everyone else is in person doing theirs. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Go download it, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So question here about, um, I don't know if you uh, mentioned the coffee club, but can you talk a little bit about what that's something that I saw signs for at CSM, but had never heard of before. So I'm super interested in learning more. Um, So how somebody can become a student star. Um, Pass out those ribbons too, right? That say like student star, Mm -hmm. like add to your badge at conferences. So um, tell me a little bit about those two things. Yes. So the student star is if you are a member and you donate um, $20 to PT Pack, you become a student star. And what that means is um, obviously you are um, supporting and backing the pack, um, mm-hmm. which backs your future. <laughs> so very important. Right. And um, also it's um, 
basically you can get like a ribbon and, and some recognition on our website, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, a the group of students and you can only be a student to be part of the student star club. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you're not a student star, it's 20 bucks. So <laughs> totally worth it to hashtag back the PT pack mm -hmm. and um, become part of this awesome club. And for those of you who are about to graduate, I am super excited to um, share with you this new um, hashtag coffee club mm -hmm. um, specifically for people who um, PTs and PTAs zero to five years out of school. Oh, that's really cool. Yes, I'm really excited. So um, it is a $5 per month um, donation to PT Pack okay. if you are a member. And um, so for the cost of, a, or for the cost of a cup of coffee, um, so basically just buy PT Pack a cup of coffee and, you know, your contribution really does go a long way. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so really that club is, my vision is to really inspire conversations and create connections and, and really build a strong sense of community mm -hmm. for PT advocacy. So, yeah, that's, that's been kind of on my, my list for like the last um, couple years. And um, my trustees have been very supportive and of my, again, crazy ideas <laughs> sometimes, but this has been um, something that I've been really wanting to do for a while. Um, mm -hmm. And, and it's finally here. So we just launched it. And um, at CSM, we had our first coffee club event. Okay. So those will be more to come at future conferences and, um, and there will be uh, specific education and uh, mentoring available uh, for advocacy. Um, so there's going to be some awesome content coming up that I'm super pumped about. And yeah, so that's been a very fun thing to work on. I'm very proud of it. And yeah. it's something that will now exist forever. And just to be part of that um, will is really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. That's so exciting. And I um, love coffee, so it's even better. Well, I know, me too. And that's why <laughs> like, it caught my eye because there's so much going on at CSM, you know, that you're trying to like take it all in. <laughs> I've seen coffee club over and over and I was like, what is that? So that's really yes. cool because when you were talking about being a student star, I thought about it and I was like, oh my gosh, I have like two months <laughs> left <laughs> my contribution. Like time's running out, but that makes yes. me better that I can give now as a student and I can give as uh, a new grad. Um, so that's exciting. Well, very cool. Um, and I, I think that you probably said this at the very beginning, but just kind of making clear that any money that goes towards like APTA membership dues, things like that does not go to the pack and any yeah. that's illegal. And so, mm -hmm. um, because I think that was my misconception in the beginning as a first year when I joined the APTA, I was like, well, I just paid $80 right. to, to be a member. Um, can't they just take it out of that or, or mm -hmm. I, give, you know, my money. And so, um, making clear that those are two separate entities and that the pack is, is, is separate from that, um, that it's. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's illegal for us to use membership yeah. views to support the PT pack in any way. Yeah, that'd so, be bad. And those are federal, there are federal regulations around that. Okay. Um, so, and we can only solicit donations from APT members. So okay. that's another thing. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, we have to account for, you know, every single dollar um, mm -hmm. and where it's going. Um, and if you do, if you are curious on kind of where that money is going um, specifically, question. yeah, I mean, like uh, Mike Matlack, um, who's actually at a fundraiser um, meeting mm -hmm. with a congressman in Florida right now. I mean, yeah. like I said, this is happening. This is what we do. We're constantly right. building those relationships so shout out to Mike in Florida. I'm jealous of your weather. And um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he knows um, exactly where those funds go. So if you have any questions, reach out to him directly, of course, because um, he's going to know. Um, we don't like publish that, of course, because it'd be so hard to keep that website if we had one up to date on mm -hmm. like, oh, we, you know, supported this fundraiser because it's constantly happening you yeah. know we could like randomly go to a fundraiser tonight and you know right. it just be so hard to keep track of um on to keep that up to date so if you do have questions about where that's going reach out to him 
Um, and then, you know, at the end of the year, we do like this, um, we do share with members like a summary of, um, of where those dollars um, go and mm -hmm. what we've accomplished. So uh, last year, we attended more than 275 political events, oh my gosh. which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Um, and we rank, uh, we ranked number nine. So ninth among healthcare um, PACs. Okay. which is incredible. Um, I would love to see that number higher, but sure. just to say that we are the ninth um, largest healthcare pack um, in the country is absolutely incredible. Um, and that's because of our relationships and our generosity of our members. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we won 91% uh, of U.S. House and 89% of U.S. Senate races. Wow. Um, in the last election. So we are keeping our friends of physical therapy in, um, it, you know, in the White House, or, you know, in um, Capitol Hill. Um, so um, we are also bipartisan, um, which mm -hmm. means we support 50-50, 50% Republican, 50% um, um, uh, Democrat. So, um, and really, if you think about it, PT is nonpartisan. Mm -hmm. So, we have to support both sides of the aisle to move our agenda forward. That's just kind of how it works. And so if you, if that is something holding you up, like if you are, want to donate, but you really want to only support um, Democrats, then you can say, um, you can put that on your, um, on the website or when mm -hmm. you go to make your donation, you can, um, there's a button to push that mm -hmm. for that. So if you are, if that's like the only thing that's like holding you up, it's like, well, yeah. you can select kind of where, you know, what your personal funds, what party that goes to. Sure. So, yeah. Y'all thought of everything. Uh, <laughs> the uh, whole process. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell me more? I'm curious about um, like these fundraisers that are happening and things like that. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of things that happen are kind of like invite only, but yeah. how do we kind of in this chaos of like keeping up with everything else that we keep up with, keep up with various events um, that might be happening that we might be able to kind of um, show our faces at or um, contribute to and just stay up to date on. Like how do we organize all of that information so that we can know what's happening, contribute, and then be able to speak about it um, with other people? Yes. So great question, actually. Um, so basically during the August recess, which means like the legislators are not really, um, they're like back home essentially. So that's like a really great time to reach out and, um, connect with them because they're home, which means you won't have to travel very far. Okay. Um, and so yeah. now would actually be the time to contact their office if you're wanting to do that. So that's great for like those school mm -hmm. visits that I was talking about, or if you just want to meet and see what kind of events they're doing, um, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, you cannot, um, like what I do is I will, um, also like personally donate to like the legislator too. Um, mm -hmm. and then that automatically kind of enrolls me on their like invite list. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's kind of like a little secret strategy that I've learned, um, to kind of stay in the loop because it is hard to kind of know what all is going on. Um, but we do have key contacts mm -hmm. for every state, which is like the direct connection for those legislators. Okay. So just finding out who those key contacts are mm -hmm. in your state is a great resource for you guys. Um, cause they are definitely in the know of what's happening. And if you want to attend an event, you can always tag along with like the key contact who okay. um, will most likely be going to that event. Yeah. So that's another way that you can do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Lots of good questions here. I know, right? Yeah. Um, fun. Okay. So I know that we um, technically are like the student assembly, so we are um, all the students, but for either the students currently or those of us who are about to graduate and no longer be students, um, can you tell me a little bit about how students might get involved in leadership opportunities? Um, so I know that we 
you shouted out uh, Lindsay Dolan. We've got Aaron Sales, yeah. great things as students. But um, so we've got like the project committee and, mm-hmm. and everything. But can you talk to me a little bit more about like other leadership opportunities that we might not be aware of? Like how if I was like so motivated by this talk and was like, I'm going to be a PT Pack trustee. Like how do I get there? You know, like people who are <laughs> aren't interested in kind of serving at that next level. Like what sort of other opportunities do you know of that exist, if any? Wow, such a great question. Um, It's really about what excites you and what gets you going. For me, it's obviously advocacy. That is such my heart. And of course, like that trustee role fits perfect for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are so many opportunities out there. Um, And I think it's even at the state level, Mm -hmm. um, getting started with your state pack or um, getting started with some of those leadership position, positions. Like I'm also on the conference committee mm-hmm. um, for Ohio. So I help plan the conferences and I feel like a little hostess and mm-hmm. um, it's perfect for me because I can get to, you know, introduce, you know, find speakers to um, put out some awesome content for our members and um, go ahead and like introduce those speakers. So it's actually, it works out because I get to, um, meet new people who are experts, content experts and leaders in our profession. So that's another opportunity. Um, you can be on certain committees like the membership committee of um, how do you grow your membership um, in your state or different things like that. Um, so many things. I mean, the list is crazy. Sure. Um, and the path is going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. My path was, is kind of unique because mm-hmm. I you know, got really involved as a student. And then, um, you know, to be honest, I'm doing things now that are on my 20 year professional development plan Mm -hmm. and which I never thought was going to happen. Um, and then you just kind of say yes to an opportunity in front of you. Um, and it's really building those relationships and it's the connections, the people you meet along the way. It is going to conferences, Mm -hmm. putting yourself out there, Mm -hmm. um, not sticking with just your school, your classmates, but actually meeting new people right. because these are the people that you're going to do um, your profession with this, this is or your career with. Right. These are going to be your PT fam. And so get to know them. They're awesome. Um, but I think just that for me has been um, great. Um, but I would say start at even the state level um, and talk to the nominating committees um, at whatever you're thinking about, because they are aware of all those different um, positions available. And just by talking to you for a few minutes, they can be like, oh, you know what? I have the perfect thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I would talk to those, um, find out who the nominating committee members are, because yeah. they are responsible for kind of recruiting, you know, yeah. uh, for those positions. So that would be a really great opportunity to get to know them and learn what's out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for answering that. Just cause I feel like, I think that you brought up this point um, really well and you said it much better than I'm about to, but um, I've been asked too about, you know, how I got involved at the state level and then now at the national level. And I feel like so much of it is just showing up. Um, and like you said, yeah. you need to say yes, even when it's hard and even when it's really out of your comfort zone, like finding your people um, within those spaces who can like take you to events and things like that. So like if I wanted to go to FAF, for example, um, I now know people who've been a few times and like could take me and be like, no, like it'll be totally fine. You don't need to because <laughs> um, I am someone who like with new opportunities, I get nervous. But I think constantly showing up and just expressing that interest or doing it more directly, like you said, by contacting nominating committee and saying like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm here, I'm ready to work. Yep. Like, you know, put me on the slate. Like, give me, yep. give me a job. I think that's huge. So absolutely, uh, that, that goes a long way. Um, okay, kind of a fun question here from Chase. He asks, yes. and it's okay if you don't know these off the top of your head, we can also provide these later too. But he says, Kendra, other than you, obviously, top five Twitter accounts to follow for PT advocacy. What? Okay. <laughs> so definitely um, Laura Keevil because she is a rock star at APTA. I love her so much. Okay. So What's definitely, huh? What's her role? So she is the APTA um, grassroots coordinator. Okay. Um, and like government affairs and she is a rock star. So she, if you, um, oh, I can't believe I didn't mention this. If you, um, sign up 
for P team, um, you can get action alerts on the latest things happening. So if there is like an action yeah. opportunity, um, she's actually the ones that, that sends out those action alerts. Okay. So, um, and you can do that on the um, APT action app that you all have downloaded by now. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. So um, that's a great opportunity. Um, what was your question again? I think I lost it. That's okay. Top five Twitter. Top five. Okay. I got stuck on Laura because she's so awesome. Um, of course, uh, PT Pack. Um, I would be remiss. And um, Eva Norman. Um, yep. She is a rock star as well mm -hmm. and a fellow trustee of mine. Uh-huh. And um, Justin Elliott. Okay. Kara uh, Gaynor. Yep. And I think that's five. That is five. If there's anyone else you want to mention, you're welcome to go beyond five. I would say if you're following those people, you're in good hands. That was very impressive, by the way. <laughs> and we can put those accounts on the link afterwards as well um, with their Twitter handles and stuff. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I really like these questions here. So you don't have to answer all of them just because yeah. the time's sake, but there's two that I really love. One is... Um, is there a story that you can share where you know that advocacy made a difference for someone, be that a clinician or a patient or whomever? Um, and or we kind of talked about this a little bit, but I just love yeah. this is phrase. Um, the question says, what would PT look like without advocacy? Oh, <laughs> Let's not do it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess for, you know, I, I did have to have a conversation with a patient who was um did have to choose between walking and talking before that therapy cap was um you know was uh repealed yeah. so <laughs> i'm glad i don't have to ever do that again um yeah. so and that was the story that i brought into those offices talking with legislators of like i actually had this experience and right. we need to do something about this because they need both um, so that was one that personally really hit me, hit um, me hard because um, mm -hmm. I had a, a specific person who I was really um, advocating for. Right. And um, yeah. So and then the last part of that. Uh, was, the second question was, what would PT look like without advocacy? Yes, um, <laughs> that would be so scary. I mean, we wouldn't um, we need a voice for our growing profession. And if we're voiceless, we are going to um, lose out on opportunities and, um, and, you know, it's just going to be a different world for us as professionals and for our patients. Mm -hmm. So we've got to continue fighting and um, be very vigilant uh, out there and advocate um, really so we can secure a future. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last question for you that I ask okay. all my guests. If you could go back and give your students one piece of advice, what would you say? Oh, definitely keep your hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, with, with the books and all of this, you know, it, it's easy to lose sight of that balance. Yeah. And um, just keep, keep your hobby because you need to be um, – you need to take care of yourself if you're going to take care of others. Absolutely. Burnout is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And so my hobby is um, I do piano and voice lessons every Tuesday night. Uh -huh. And I love it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, something that is non-PT related to mm -hmm. keep you energized and healthy um, for you and your patients. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, if you're listening right now, I want to know. I'm so cute. I love to learn this about people. So if you want to post your hobbies in the comments, I want to read what everybody's hobbies yes. are. Yes. Uh, I right. a hobby. Yes, yes. And find one. If you don't have one yet. Yeah, that's so real. Um, all right, Kendra, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Absolutely. I learned, it was so fun. I learned so much. Um, I hope everybody else did too. Um, if people want to reach out to you and keep the conversation going, where can they find you? Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Kendra underscore, uh, PT for life. Um, mm -hmm. so you can definitely find me. Um, you can direct message me, uh, on Facebook or Twitter. 
I'm not so much on Instagram, but I should be, I should up my Instagram game. Um, but yeah, of course. And, um, and if you do want my cell phone number, just message me. That's probably the easiest way to contact me, um, is just by texting me. So if you, if you want that, just, uh, message me and I'll give it to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Welcome fellow advocates. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much to everyone who joined us tonight. Be sure to follow the APTA Student Assembly on social media um, to stay up to date on when the next exchange chat is going to take place. All right. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. Bye.